Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome back, everyone. Yes. We're here. It's my favorite day of the week. I say it every time, but hey, it's still my favorite day favorite of the week. Favorite day of the week, fifth day in a row. Fifth day in a row. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and look at this. We look good. We do we we do look good. <laughs> this isn't a greet. This is an actual thing. This is we finally got a background. Yeah, we're making moves in the world. We got microphones. We got a nice rich mahogany table. Yeah. It's probably not mahogany, you know what I mean? This is honestly probably thanks to all the listeners out there yeah listeners if, if people weren't listening we wouldn't get all this fancy stuff yeah to make it better maybe sit in the backyard on milk crates yeah you got yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> pretty much <laughs> thank you for tuning yeah. in this is america's diesel podcast yes. brought to you by diesel power products just like the background says <laughs> just like what it says so when i mess it up you can look at the background I'll and know what this. we're talking about <laughs> yeah well thank you for tuning in make sure and check us out on google play soundcloud itunes Spotify, leave us a five-star review, screenshot that, send it to Tyler at DieselPowerProducts.com. Yes. And what are we going to do? We're going to get you a awesome dank meme and a custom handwritten letter by us two right here. That is promised to make some upper butt crack sweat, guaranteed. These are the facts, folks. Facts. Facts don't, don't care, care about your feelings. <laughs> Beat me to it. Yeah. Today, what are we talking about today? What are we today we're talking about... Maintenance, not your high maintenance twenty-year-old girlfriend. No, or your high, high maintenance on your twenty-year-old truck. Yeah, yes, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> that's that's seriously a thing. I mean, right now, <clears throat> finally, winter is. Yeah, finally, it's over. Yeah. I think, and you know, winter can play, you know, play play hell on your truck. I know, it play, <laughs> I know, mine kind <laughs> of suffered it, a little bit. No, it just kind of brings out the worst. It brings out the things that are going to fail. It's probably going to fail. Cold weather. Um, it, it, it's just, it's, it just will bring out the worst. Like yeah, I said, it's hard. Um, especially like on older trucks, like, like for instance, my, my Suburban 6.2, 
it's already running into an issue with the injector return lines. Mm. It's, they're rubber. They're old. And what happens when rubber gets cold and old? <laughs> it gets cracky. Yeah. And it, it, yeah, I just had some had some injector return lines cracking. Um, and, you know, those are things that I, I kind of would consider a maintenance item because it's something that you want to change usually after, you know, every so often. I mean, it's yeah. when you have rubber that's subjected to heat and cold, heat and cold, heat and cold, it's probably going to end up cracking once in a while. So yeah. um, stuff like that. Um diff fluids i mean that kind of stuff we're going to get into it uh, deep here but yeah it, it winter brings out the worst yeah it absolutely does it's hard on stuff on the other side of that heat yeah. yeah you know it's when you start taking your truck out instead of driving minimally like maybe in the winter summertime you start going on road trips you start stacking more miles on it yeah maybe you're you know a 10 or 15 mile commute into work now you're starting to drive a couple hundred miles on the weekends. Yeah. Start to spend, you know, time at 80 miles an hour, 70, 80 miles an hour right there. You start yeah. realizing, hmm. Maybe busting thing, your boat out. Yeah, busting the boat out. Wheel bearings. Yeah. I'm say it again, folks. Wheel bearings. Yeah, check your trailers. Yeah. <laughs> Never fails. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that and that's kind of what we're, we're going to kind of go over, just some of the... I mean, we would hope that a lot of these are kind of basics, maybe some things that you don't think about. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're going to touch on what you should kind of do after... Well, either beginning of winter, going into winter, or end of winter, going into summer. Mm-hmm. Kind of just things you want to kind of get your truck ready for. So it's ready to ready to take you where you need to go and not, not leave you stranded with your wife and kids and all your cool, fun stuff that you can't play with on the side of the road. Exactly. <laughs> Unless you got the balls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> or if you're like you're in Idaho and you got like a side-by-side, like, hey, we'll just drive that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For me, as far as maintenance goes, I usually try and handle like my wife's and my, me and my wife's car, well, her car and my yeah. stupid Suburban, which I yeah. affectionately hate. <laughs> uh, we usually try, I try and do it like Same beginning time. of summer and then right before winter starts. So yeah. maybe beginning of summer because yeah. you know, it's pretty much kind of falls just about right there but it gives me a chance to really you know like, okay it's gonna get cold let me make sure all this stuff is good okay it's gonna get hot you know make sure you get tires looking good brakes looking yeah. good coolants looking good all kind of good stuff uh, but that's just i mean everybody do your own thing obviously just just make sure you do it I mean, yeah that's gonna be that's gonna be the main gist of here like you neglect your truck your truck will neglect you exactly yeah absolutely that's speaking of oil shirt. changes like <laughs> how often do you do your oil changes i know you run schaffers and pretty much everything i, I do, know i yeah. throw schaffers and pretty much everything i can so, so like what, what's your what, what is your usual interval so i i went kind of two ways and there, there's folks here that still probably run regular oil and their diesels or whatnot so as far as me with my 7.3, good old Huey injection, mm-hmm. uh, I was always taught, you know, always just hammered in, change your oil on time, every time, or early. Mm-hmm. And it was the old adage, you know, three months, 3,000 miles, yeah. you know, gas engines and whatnot. For diesels, a little bit more oil on them. Sometimes they go a little bit further. Uh, most people are probably along the lines of like 5,000 miles. Yeah. For me, when I was running, I was running just Rotella. And because I didn't have quite have the money for, you know, Schaefer's oil. Right. But looking back, I would have saved money doing Schaefer's oil. But I was running yeah. Rotella and I was using my truck for work. So I was beating the crap out of it all right. the time, especially in the summer, super hot. So I it would basically, I would run it to about 3,000 miles mm-hmm. and I'd check it. And as long as the level was good, I yeah. basically would be like, okay, the next time I have downtime, I'll change the oil. Yeah. It was never like, oh my God, 5,000, I have to change it. It right. was more like I hit 3,000, level's good. Okay, I got a weekend off in like 
you know, three weeks, I'll do it then or something like that. Yeah. But I would habitually just make sure I never even got to 3,000 or uh, 5,000 miles on it. See, yeah, that that's especially on Huey injection. I, I would think, I mean, like, like I tell customers all the time, that oil is subjected to so much abuse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, so doing it early or at least five, three to five on, on those types. And the reason why I bring it up is because all these new trucks nowadays... It's like darn near 10,000 miles on an oil it's change. It's terrifying. It is terrifying. Like, I remember when I got my Eco Diesel, that's, I mean, the first brand new truck I ever bought. And I'm like looking at like the service intervals and basically like, yeah, just do it when the thing tells you to. I'm like, okay. Yeah, is so it I broken? Click, yeah, I <laughs> click 3,000, nothing. Click 5,000, nothing. I'm like, okay, wh- when is the oil change? <laughs> like, yeah. this is this is crazy. <laughs> it's, it's like 9,800 or 98, yeah, 9,800 miles or something, whatever it is. I'm mm-hmm. like, holy moly. Same thing with my wife's. I uh, got her a, a 19 Cherokee just the, with a little two liter um, gas engine. Mm-hmm. Same thing. That, <laughs> the oil it's crazy how long they push it off to. But hey, I mean, if it's if, if that's what the factory wants, I guess that's what you're going to get. Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't hurt to do it earlier. And, I mean, if, you, if you've got the funds to do it earlier, do it earlier. You're just going to, I mean, there's nothing wrong with doing that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're just going to, I mean, obviously if you drive it a lot, you're going to be doing more oil changes than you know, versus one every 10,000 miles. Yeah. <laughs> so. Even back on the oil train stuff. So yeah. when I was a, a wee young lad, yeah. I, was, I was working at a GM dealership. And when I first started working there, I was a loop tech. Mm-hmm. And so we did, I did oil changes all day, every day. They had a separate little two bay area for oil changes, fuel filters, tire rotations, really basic maintenance. And we yeah. did, it was me and one other guy. We crank stuff out super fast, mm-hmm. whether it was, you know, ZR1 Corvettes, Duramaxes, pickup trucks, uh, older yeah. Chevys, anything. They yeah. bring it in, and we just hammer it out super fast. Yeah. And there were people, and you could tell the, the folks that were putting lots of miles on their cars or trucks that actually gave a crap about their oil changes. Yeah. There was a guy with, like, one of the when the Blazers first went to, like, the S10-style Blazers. Mm-hmm. It's like an early, I say, like, late 80s or something like that. Yeah. With, like, a fourth <clears> in it. And he had, like, 500K on this thing. And the it, oil always came out clean. Yeah. I had to replace the driver's seat for the guy eventually. Oh, seriously? Because he was so sacked out. Yeah. Wow. And he was, it was his thing. He, he lived in the Bay Area and worked up in Reno. Mm-hmm. So he literally drove from the Bay Area to Reno every morning, came back every night. If mm-hmm. you don't know how much, it's, it's a four-hour drive. It's, uh, it's like 200-something-odd <clears throat> miles. Mm-hmm. But up through a mountain range and over yeah. on the other side into Nevada. Like you're driving clear across the state. Not to mention the heat in the summertime and whatnot. And I the mean, cold. So he's literally cold, going yeah. from sea level all the way up to you know snowy conditions and yeah. back down again and through the valley when it's hot in the summer. And he just kept driving his truck. He just kept going and kept going and kept going. <coughs> Maintenance is key. Maintenance is key, my friends. Yeah. And and if you guys haven't ever if you haven't ever seen a vehicle that like they don't do the oil changes with or mm-hmm. neglect the crap out of it. Have you ever seen a... Yeah, a, all the sludge that builds up. Holy moly. I remember when I worked at a uh, the Dodge dealership that I worked at. I can't remember. It was like a Dodge Neon or some little Dodge car, Intrepid or whatever. I remember pulling the valve cover off that thing. And it was like... I lifted it off and it felt like it was like weighted. I'm like, what the heck? And I flip it up, flip it up. And I'm like, oh my God, I've never seen so much sludge. It's like just up. enough room for the rockers and the can. Yeah, like, like literally, yeah. that's all that was there. It was crazy. So... Yeah, maintenance is maintenance is key, guys. When oil starts breaking down, you start losing lubricity, mm-hmm. things start heating up, friction is increased, you don't want that, parts start wearing out. And that's how guys get rod knocks and bearing failures and that kind of thing. It's 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 maintenance. Mm-hmm. It is maintenance. That's the that's the easiest thing you could do to make your engine really last is. longer. 
And that is there's as a lifeblood of your engine, especially. Yeah. I'm, I'm, and this is for gas and diesel guys. Seven three. This six, is just seven, engines whatever. in general, really. Yeah. <laughs> this is like good adult habits to get into. Yeah. So if, you're, if you're maybe a little younger guy listening to this or something like that, or maybe it's time for you to start adulting with your vehicles. Yeah. Take the time. Get the oil change. If I if I'm going to make one request. Yeah. One one piece of information I'll tell you guys. They don't have to buy synthetic oil all the time. I get yeah. that. You can get blends or whatever you want, or even cheaper oil. Mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sound like a major dick saying that's this. all right. <laughs> don't run pens oil. Yeah. Hey, I no. You know what? And that's, I kind of grew up with that too, where everybody was like, kind of like, oh, pens oil. So here's, <laughs> this is like almost like a full tangent episode. But yeah. It's just oil. Right? oil right now, but it's, it's, it's that important. So yeah, it's very pens important. oil stuff uh, at that. So I, I started working at pet boys when I was really young too. And mm-hmm. then at GM and the, the first guy that I kind of like, I wouldn't say I sort of apprenticed under him or something like that. It wasn't an official apprenticeship or something like that, but I was kind of like, Hey, you know, I'll turn the rotors for you. If you teach me stuff, I kind of, right. Yeah. And so, you know, it worked out and, um, and he bought me beer and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do that kids. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, he's, you know, he tore apart engine. He's like, see Mm. this engine. He's like, yeah. See how it's tinted yellow. Like, yeah. Yeah. I was like, well, he's like, what's wrong with that? He goes, he's pens oil. I guarantee that he's pens oil. Like, hmm, okay. And it's kind of stuck oh. with me. And then later on, uh, it must have been like two or three years later, I'm working at a GM dealership, mm-hmm. tore apart engine. And I Same was like, thing. yeah. And I noticed the, 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 the tinge to it. And yeah. I was, it was kind of like the, the, if you know one answer to one question at the right time and yell it out, you're the genius. Yeah. And I just, I was on the other side of the shop and it was like some older journey. I was like, shouldn't have run Pennzoil. Yeah. And he's like, how'd you know that? <laughs> he's like, you just went a notch up in his and, book. Yeah, yeah. I was like, instant, like two weeks later, yeah. Ray, he's like, obviously he knows what he's talking about. I'm yeah. over there just like, hmm, just Pennzoil sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like, I don't know why, but. <laughs> so folks, if you're, if you work for Pennzoil, I'm, I'm sorry, but that's what I've seen so far. The other thing, I was like, ah, I totally lost it. That's right. I totally lost it. I'm sorry. If you if don't run pens oil, yeah, <laughs> done. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's in like to me, and I know I've said this. I think I said this in a previous episode. Like at, at, at my age now, like I've gotten this like satisfaction over like a well maintained like engine. Like you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I, I don't know. It just, I don't know, it just it makes me happy. Yeah. So just to know that it's like, yeah, I'm taking care of that, and I know it's perfect. You know, what, we're going to keep going this oil change thing. So yeah. once I, okay, once I did start running shapers in my yeah. seven threes, uh, first off, if you've never, if you've gone from maybe like Rotella, maybe to a synthetic or from like a normal oil to an actual high quality synthetic on a yeah. seven three, if you haven't done it before, like you're in for, you're in for, you're a, for treat. a treat. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I noticed a difference on my 24 valve with shapers and I, I'm not a snake oil guy. I'm not mm-hmm. like, Oh my God, this, this oil made my engine quieter, but Everybody knows Cummins. They have, you know, there's yeah. a little clack in there. I swear, I put Schaefer's in that truck, and it was just, it, it had to have been 30% smoother. Had to have been. I mean, I, I, I couldn't, I, like I said, I'm not that kind of snake oil guy where it's like, oh, this is just one thing, just does it. No, that, it, I swear it did. I loved it when I did it online. Yeah. I was, uh, it, was, it was right after I moved up here, and I was getting ready to do my first oil change. I was like, oh, I'm going to do oil change tonight. And, you know, being the young pup I was, you know, mm-hmm. Cooper was like, ah, oh, make sure you put Schaefer's in. I'm like, eh, I, just, I might just go get some Rotella or something like that, Walmart. It's yeah. Like, you go 15 bucks for a gallon. He goes, no, you should put Schaefer's in there. I'm like, nah, don't worry. And he's, he's like, put Schaefer's in it now <laughs> or else you're fired. <laughs> More or less, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's not going to fire because of oil people. But, like, yeah. he was like, I'm dead serious. Please just put Schaefer's in it. Just try it. Huey Injection needs good oil. I know you know that, but 
Yeah. Shafers. I'm like, oh, okay, fine. So I drain it, put the shafers in it. I think I put an AFE filter on it mm-hmm. and started it up. I was like, oh, it, wh- oh my, oh my Lanta. Yeah. Like, this thing idles smoother. It starts <laughs> better. It's quieter. Like for real? And and I feel like I could see Cooper, like you can't see me. Like, well, if you're listening to it on iTunes, you can't see me right now. But yeah. the face or like the, the pursed lips shaking, like yeah. nodding his head up and down. It's like, yes, yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking about now, don't you? I'm like, oh. Converted. Yeah, this, is, this is real. Yeah, it's a real thing. I even put that stuff in my lawnmower. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like I put it in everything. And I was so. I was a diehard uh, Rotella guy and uh, or uh, Mobile One. Yeah, um, I like Mobile One. Mobile yeah. One, and, and and that was when uh, Jim that was pen right there. Yeah, but he was like, "Oh, you're in Mobile One. It's not bad oil." Yeah, but here's why we're better. Yeah. And he showed me. I was like, all right, cool. And my wife's escape. Run all shafers, all the fluids in there. Anytime I take fluid out, put shafers in. On my suburb one, which has a ton of miles on it. Shafers. Put shafers in it, man. Yeah. Yeah. More of the story. Hit us up. Get yourself some shafers. Try yeah. it out. What's the worst that can happen? You like it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and don't be worried. It's it's green. For the diesel yeah. oil, it's green. It's kind of funny. <laughs> so yeah, shafers, diesel oil, it's green. Just don't be worried it. about it. Yeah. <laughs> try it. Just try it. Um. Next on the list that we kind of got here is obviously, I mean, if you have a grease irk, you should probably grease it every once in a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I know like on the Rams, there's there's not a lot that you can grease on those trucks. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think driveline, I know front axle doesn't have them from factory. And I know that steering doesn't have them from factory. Mm-hmm. Um, so you pretty much just have like, I think I think it's just the driveline that has grease irks. I'm pretty sure. Uh, now I'm like, kind of thing they don't have grease tricks either there yeah, <laughs> but, I, but if you got them grease them for gosh sakes yeah <laughs> i remember when i uh when i got my 96 i was mm-hmm. like oh i'm gonna get in there and grease stuff real quick i was in there for like 30 minutes they the, have a the lot older trucks have so many extra things to grease yeah and there's better than like just your normal grease that's out there too which we uh-huh. carry and it's from shavers too <laughs> <laughs> shameless plug <laughs> yeah this is it was meant to be a shavers plug but these have really good products mm-hmm. and we like to push good products and the stuff we use so there you go <laughs> Boom. um the shavers grease it's it's kind of known for it's like what i don't know if you'd call it like a water dispersant but it like it doesn't it stays tacky when it's like submerged i mean it's yeah. great for um guys with boat trailers um, that you know are back in a trailer into the into the water all mm-hmm. the time. Perfect for wheel bearings for your trailer or anything that it, you know sees water. Fantastic grease. I use it pretty much everything. I have a two of it in my toolbox, and I, I use it on on guns. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what Ash was talking about yeah. too. Yeah, I mean it's this stuff's awesome. Yeah, if it's good enough to handle a cylinder. Yeah, I'm sure it can handle a slide. Yeah, and you're not <laughs> like a, you're not like hunting with your pistol, so it's not like you're worried about like smell or something. Because I know like hunters yeah. are like, oh, I don't want to use that because it stinks or right, so, right. whatever. But um, no, it's fantastic stuff. So if you've got greasers, for gosh sakes, grease them every once in a while, <laughs> and don't like just like grease them to where you've got like a rope of grease <laughs> flying out of the side of the joint. Mm-hmm. Like you know, just give it a couple pumps. Yeah. Couple pumps. <laughs> or if if it's one of those things where you have like a the the boot on there. Yeah. You know, if you feel that it's firm, give it a half pump on there. You feel it's a little bit firmer. There was a lot of old school guys like, nope, pump it till it starts coming out. Yeah. It's like mm, maybe on your like 1950 truck. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> where right. the tolerances are like eh, quarter inch. Yeah. Exactly. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> These tolerances are really tight in the newer cars. Even even the last like 20 years or so. You know, yeah. So they, you do not need to pump it till it starts coming out of somewhere. That means exactly. you've blown a seal. Yeah. <laughs> you've Good gone job. too far. Yeah. <laughs> you've gone too far. And on, on the same thing as far as like trailers, you know, there's uh, 
like bearing buddies. Mm-hmm. Those things are those things are super super nice to have. They make it real easy. They just put it basically a grease circle over a rubber cap that you can just, boop, mm-hmm. just fill it up with grease. So yeah, gre- grease in all the joints. That's key, especially in like high salt areas. Yeah, that are using that like mag chloride and the stuff on the roads from the winter time. That stuff is killer. It's a killer. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I mean, that's why you don't buy a truck from the Midwest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or when, when all those super cheap trucks come down from Canada, yeah, yeah. two years old and have like a hundred thousand miles on them. You like, replace oh, all the quarters, <laughs> and you look under like, oh, this thing's toast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> there nothing left. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> Beyond there too, I mean, we're not just talking about lubrication. Let's talk about air. You know, got to get air in, get air out. Air yeah. filters. Air filters. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. I I probably like. That's probably the one thing that I am like kind of crappy about. <laughs> I don't know why I always forget an air filter, but mm-hmm. like on the suburban, it was like the last thing I did. I was like, I should probably clean that air filter, and I got like an extra pound of boost out of out of the, out of the system. So it's like, <laughs> what, holy you, you moly! Went from like what, like five to six? Yes. <laughs> We're doing big things over yeah, here. It's a big jump. <laughs> Speaking of that, turbo kits for sale. If anybody's looking, <laughs> my plug right now. <laughs> oh, the old. Just... <laughs> <laughs> can't even laugh about it anymore she's i've pushed her past i think her her life i mean she's we'll talk about that later yeah maybe over a cricket or something <laughs> yeah. yes uh, I, <laughs> I think we might eat crickets later yes i'll talk about that later yeah. later too <laughs> this podcast is taking an interesting turn it is diesel parts oil <laughs> barley yeah. juice and, and crickets and bugs <laughs> so now so we got oil we got air Talk about your fuel. There's your other big component there. Yes. Fuel filters. Yes. The and I know most of us, I mean, a lot of us listening to this podcast also have gas rigs too. Fuel filters are still important on your gas <laughs> rigs. I know they're super important on diesel stuff, but yeah. gas rigs, that I mean, that's the the first things I do when I get a new vehicle is I don't care who says they did what. Right. I fuel always filter. change the fuel filter. Because it's usually pretty cheap, especially mm-hmm. at gas rigs and like older gas rigs. I mean, you're usually putting in just like a inline filter that's like eight bucks yeah. <laughs> like why not buy like a pack of four of them and just have them on hand and just replace mm-hmm. them every you know six months or whatever um yeah fuel filters mileage power um did Piece i mention mileage <laughs> yeah. but no it's key i mean it's um startups especially uh cold i mean even cold starts i mean they can they can uh, you know if you've got a plug fuel filter it's going to affect a cold start well then you put extra stress on your on your fuel pump yeah that goes out that means you're getting in the tank yeah. All because of an $8 fuel filter. Yeah. And, it, and again, diesel fuel isn't there for just combustion, but it's there for, for lubrication and cooling as well. Mm-hmm. So if you're limiting the amount of fuel that's getting into the injection pump, you're just going to start hurting that injection pump because it, it needs it for that lubrication. So that, that's you know. a, this, is a, this is a message for you 6-7 Power Stroke guys. Yeah. We're talking about fuel. And I'm mentioning this because actually uh, I've, I've gone back and forth with a, a gentleman through email mm-hmm. um, about his 6-7 Power Stroke. If you have not done the uh, the disaster prevention kit, yes, on your six seven power stroke, I would consider that a hot ticket item. If no one's yeah. told you about it, and I'm telling you about it for the first time, look it up, read about it. Absolutely, there's a reason why it's called a disaster prevention kit. When things are named like that, it's for a reason, like the killer yeah. dowel pin kit. This is no joke. I literally have a kind of a family friend of mine that had a 2012 Duramax. Okay. He mm-hmm. bought a tuner, he bought exhaust, he bought a bunch of stuff from us. He was going to have me put it on. Well, I, the, literally the weekend before the install, guess what happened? Mm-hmm. Injection pump failed. 
And it literally, if it wasn't under warranty, which thankfully it was, mm-hmm. I mean, of course they're probably going to fluff the bill a little bit with sure, sure. being warranty, but it was 10 K. I mean, that was pump rail lines and like literally everything, everything. If it, if the name starts with fuel, yeah, it had to be replaced. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> so we're not kidding when it's a disaster. I mean, it literally is a disaster. <laughs> and I would say it might even go more for you early six, seven guys, like 11, 12, 13, maybe, maybe even some like 14 trucks are starting to like come out of warranty or they're becoming yeah. second, third hand or something like that. Invest in the disaster prevention kit. It's less than 500 bucks. Yeah. Uh, pretty much anybody can install it. And it's, it's it, maybe we could do a whole episode on that thing, but it, yeah. it, it's do it. it. Look at it. We <laughs> have it on our it. website. Just do it. Yeah. The next one that I want to bring up, this this is the fluid that I think is the most neglected, that people never change. Blinker. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Coolant. Yeah. Seriously. Exactly. Like I, I more people neglect like doing a coolant flush than than any other fluid. Mm-hmm. Like they just think it just it's fine. But if anybody's seen like coolant like deteriorate, it stinks mm-hmm. and it creates this like gummy sludgy crap mm-hmm. uh, it's just it's, it's just disgusting and it can plug up not like cooling ports in your head in your block i mean everywhere this stuff will like build i, I don't even know what it is i mean it's yeah. it's nasty i mean i've seen it um god where did i see it the worst with where it actually oh man like it was now i can't remember the vehicle but if I could, it was one that had like a degas, like a degas bottle, kind of like the mm-hmm. Fords did. And I remember seeing some of those that were just like literally like tinted brown. Yeah. And then you open it, and it's just like, is that like melted chocolate in there? What is that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's disgusting. Yeah. So coolant, do a coolant flush. I think that probably goes along with brake fluid too. I think a lot of people neglect brake fluid. Yes. And especially doing a brake fluid flush. Yeah. It's like if it's time to bleed your brakes, don't just bleed it. Maybe do the flush. Yeah. And it's it's one of those things where you you probably aren't going to think about it. And then when you see the old fluid compared to the new fluid, you're like, wait a second here. Like, Holy crap. I didn't know my brake fluid gets like beat on that hard. Like, yeah. yeah, it does. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's uh, yeah, that's key. Um, tire pressure. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of guys run different tire pressure in the winter time. And mm-hmm. usually if you notice, if you've got a truck that's got tire pressure monitoring system on in the winter time, you'll notice like, Oh my gosh, my tire light came on. What's going on. Mm-hmm. If you're using just like, Regular air, there's probably a little moisture in that air. Yeah. And winter time comes around, it'll fluctuate that pressure. That's why a lot of guys, if you see vehicles with a little green cap, nitrogen. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the answer to that. They'll kind of hold a constant pressure via, you know, regardless of the temperature. Well, you also got to put the antifreeze in your tire so the air doesn't freeze inside there. Yeah, I got to get that summer air. Yeah. You pull out that winter air, put it in that summer air. This is a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> <This isn't> serious. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just have to throw that in there. <laughs> no, but ch- checking your pressure, especially if you don't have tire pressure monitoring, because you could wear out a set of tires really quick with the wrong tire Absolutely. pressure. And not to mention that, um, mileage. Yeah. <laughs> if you've got underinflated tires, it's going to affect mileage. Mm-hmm. And that's probably the number one thing that we get calls on all the time is mileage. Like, how do I get more mileage? Look at all these things. Like, all these things have an effect on mileage, mm-hmm. no matter how small they are. I mean, maybe you're lubing your steering joints won't have an effect on mileage, but oil changes, air filters, fuel filters, tire pressure, all that stuff. I mean, that we have, at least on this list, that's all going to affect mileage. Yeah. We even talk about transmission. Transmission yeah. Flood, transmission right? fluid. Yeah, absolutely. Pretty much it. everything that your, your dad or your grandpa was 
was probably I'd say probably your grandpa. I mean, it, our dads were probably. I mean, they were the guys that probably did all their own service on that. Yeah. But but I'd say grandpas or maybe if you have I don't know how old your dads are or whatnot. But yeah, that was when they was like owning a car was like you had to basically really know how yeah. to fully kind of service it. I mean, or that's where you would take it to a fuel station and the guy would come out of the jumpsuit with the rag in his pocket yeah. and he'd check your oil, check all the fluid, top mm-hmm. it off, whatever you need, because they did need that constant care. Exactly. Now they, they don't need so much of that little kind of petty constant care, but there's a lot of stuff that you need to keep it on. Yeah, no, absolutely. And the, the funny, like all this stuff is fairly easy to do, even if you don't have a lot of knowledge yourself on a vehicle. Mm-hmm. And the money you can save by doing some of these things yourself instead of going to the shop and get it done. Mm-hmm. Like people, people always say like, oh, one of the downside of a diesel is it's, it's super expensive to maintain. Well, I mean, okay. Yeah. It does hold a little bit more oil. So you got to pay a little bit more oil. But as far as like filter prices, that's usually about, I would say that's right in line with gas cars. Yeah. Right Fuel there. filters. I'd say that's pretty close. Some of the mm-hmm. newer stuff, same kind of design filter. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, some of the part, like a, the hard parts, like a transmission is probably more expensive, right, that kind of right. stuff. But maintenance stuff, I mean, you're just you're just having to add a little bit more. I mean, that's really the only downside. But, in, but plus, if you kind of learn to do this stuff yourself, you're going to save a ton of money on labor and you just do it yourself. And then you get the satisfaction of you knowing it's done. And there, it's under your like your intervals. So you can mm-hmm. keep track and make sure that everything is, is done to your standards and... and Again, it could save you a huge money, huge money in the long run, because a lot of people think that like, oh, just because it's a diesel, it's going to be expensive to maintain. It's not the case. Really yeah, isn't. I mean, and same with that too. Is if you think about how much, let's say you were to take your car in that maybe has like five <clears throat> to six quarts. Yeah, probably not seven quarts, five to six quarts. Yeah. of oil, and you do want to get a really nice, high quality oil, so you're yeah. getting Schaefer's oil with a filter plus a labor. You're probably going to be into it about a hundred bucks, maybe hundred twenty yeah. bucks. Yeah. I mean, our Schaefer's, I think it's 33 bucks a gallon. Right. And that's four quarts. Yeah. So, so if you were to, say, buy the oil and then do everything on your own, mm-hmm. cost out of pocket, about the same. Yeah. However, you're getting much higher quality stuff on your diesel, which requires more product itself. Yeah. Everything. Every, everybody's happy about Everybody, it. <laughs> exactly. Everybody's happy. Plus, your diesel <clears throat> truck's probably a little bit taller than your car was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. changing oil is I mean, way easier. Yeah. You actually put like a bucket. Underneath. I just put a bucket underneath it. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, go I to like a, Home Depot or wherever. Find a little, uh, like a, a either a, a, a like a three gallon bucket or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. Yeah, I've even like a five gallon. Mm-hmm. I, I I mean, if your truck's that cool, yeah, you can fit a five gallon bucket underneath. <laughs> I, put, I could do it on my excursion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. The probably. red truck, not so much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the next one that I want to talk about, which is one that I didn't even think of that you put on here which is an awesome one is battery terminals and ground connections. Yeah. That's, that's huge. That, How I, many problems that are just like, I don't know. This is the most random problem ever. Mm-hmm. It's like your ground wire, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I talk about it a lot, but uh, like with, with my old red truck, I, I, that was the oldest vehicle that I had where mm-hmm. I was fully maintaining it on my own. I had an older pickup, but I was, I was still kind of living at home. So my dad was helping me with that a lot. Yeah. Um, but my red truck was the first one. I was like, I bought it. It's in my hands. It's a little bit older. And I, I just started looking at everything and, and I really just wanted to get acquainted with the truck. And it's one of the things where I had never bought a power truck. I never bought a full size truck or a one ton or a three quarter ton. So I literally sat underneath this thing and just started looking at stuff Yeah. and trying to figure out and like what, what ir- irked me or like, well, that's yeah. when I learned about the reverse shackle kit and why there's leaf springs and whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. But uh, 
uh, I started looking at all these connections, and I saw a, a cable hanging from the cab. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, that's a weird cable hanging there. And I was looking, and I was like, oh, it's a ground connection. Yeah. And I was like, okay. So I cleaned the connection from the cab to that wire or mm-hmm. to the cable, and then from the cable to the frame, and I put a little paint on it so it didn't do anything. I was like, hmm, I wonder if there's any other of these hanging around. Yeah. And I go around and start finding all these things that are barely hanging on, and they're corroded. So I start going through, and this is after I had the truck for maybe a month or two. Yeah. I go through, I start cleaning all of them. Pull a little bit of paint over it. If you guys are on the East Coast, like Pennsylvania folks, you guys probably do this every day. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and I'm talking like even in the engine bay, the you know, ground strap from the like the engine to the hood, the yeah. block to the frame, everywhere I could find a ground strap, I cleaned it, replaced it if it needed to be there, and then painted over it. And all of a sudden, my truck started quicker. My windows rolled up and down faster. My lights were brighter. The yeah. stereo sounded better. It, it, and I'm sitting there going like, there's no way that did, that all yeah. that happened. And then, 100%. you know, clean proper battery care, clean the terminals up, make sure that uh, a lot of times you'll get moisture and you'll see crud kind of start creeping between the posts. Yeah. That's grounding out. Yeah. Make sure there's no crud between the posts. That's, yeah. you know, get in there with, it just takes a rag. It takes two seconds. Yeah. Open it. Oh, that's not supposed to be there. That's not supposed to be there. Wipe, 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 clean, 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 brush, brush, brush. The one thing I'm not a fan of is the battery terminal spray sealant yes, stuff. I was just going to say. I hate that with a passion. Yeah. And I used to never recommend it to anybody whenever they came into the shop. Like, oh, I want the battery sealant on. I was like, nah. It's like purple. Like color, yeah, and it just gets one, everything yeah. all gunky. I'm like, you're, you're, I mean, honestly, I'd rather sell you a $3 wire brush and just you get under there every, I don't know, year. Yeah, because that's how it's going to wear off. Yeah. And it just makes everything all gunky and all this other crap and it looks yeah. terrible. Yeah. It's like, or, you know, obviously I'm doing the maintenance on your car. If you just keep bringing it back here, you know, it's, I'm not that kind of guy who's like, oh, battery service, $12. Yeah, right. <laughs> 45 minutes for yeah. battery service. Like, oh, like if like, I pop the hood, I'm like, like oh, okay, clean, clean that off real yeah. quick. Yeah, it's, you're a good person. Yeah. Yeah, but there's, there is a ton of issues that you can, just like you mentioned, how all those things started working better. That's, that's true. That is mm-hmm. a fact. Like that, that, uh, that, like I said, that's, that's probably the, Short of the coolant flush, and in my eyes, that is like probably the next. That's like the closest thing that guys mm-hmm. don't think about. So, yeah. And that even just having a good battery. <laughs> yeah, that too. That I, helps. <laughs> we don't even sell them, but Odyssey batteries. I say yeah. Odyssey or Optima. Uh, the Optimus, have, they're, they're now, I think they're made overseas now. I could be wrong. I'm, I, I might no. have just shot myself in the foot. I'm not sure. No. Uh, but I, I've, I've run Optimas. I ran Optimas for a long time. My wife's car, Stuart Cloring, has an Optima in there. I've also run Odyssey batteries and all yeah. my diesels. Uh, the Odyssey Extreme Duty. My God. Yeah. Those things are burly. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I will say the batteries in my Suburban are were like are super cheap, but uh-huh. I've put them through absolute hell. Yeah. <laughs> like, dead, not dead. Fully charged, <laughs> halfway charged, dead. <laughs> like like seriously, they've they've been through they've been through a life cycle. <laughs> yeah. Pun, pun intended. Yeah. Life cycle. <laughs> so, so yeah. Maintenance. That's, that's maintenance. I don't even want to call it a maintenance one-on-one because there's, we could go on for hours on maintenance. And it, we really could. And the funny thing with, with maintenance, this is going to be a bit of a tangent here, but the funny thing with maintenance is you probably see how often me and Tyler on this subject, on what's known as somewhat simple subject, yeah. tangents, stories, information. Yeah. That, that just maintenance is key. Just yeah. like maintenance in all relationships in life. You know, I don't want to say maintenance with your kids, but like, you know, kids got a poopy diaper change it <laughs> yeah you know, truck needs oil change change the oil absolutely absolutely don't yeah, let your agree, don't let your more. truck get diaper rash yeah exactly yeah <laughs> that's bad <called> thing <laughs> yeah that's called sludge and parts start breaking at that point yeah so i could tell you kind of so i went to uh 
Is this, we're at this point now? Yeah. Okay. It's time. So me and the wife last weekend, we went to Leavenworth, Washington, uh, which is a cool little town. It's like a, like a old German town. Like mm-hmm. it's like every, like all the, all the, uh, uh, buildings are all like, they look like you, you look like you just stepped into Germany. I mean, basically. Right. Um, and somehow stumbled into this like candy store mm-hmm. that has, um, like anything that you like loved when you were a kid, like they have it, like everything. Like those little boxes of candy cigarettes, had them. Hell yeah. Like everything, right? <laughs> and so I stumbled upon this little section in the store um, where they had like bugs and, and, and stuff. So I bought some crickets for the, for the boys at work. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, we're going we're gonna to try some of these out. Yeah, I want the vinegar ones. I think I want the vinegar yeah. too. Cameron, which one do you want? You want salt and vinegar? We're making our camera guy and our studio guy <sighs> do this too. I don't, I've never had a cricket, and there might be people out there be like, "Oh, crickets, it's nothing." Yeah, it's a freaking cricket, man. Yeah, we barbecue centipedes. Blah blah blah. These are. These are uh, I don't know if they're. What are they roasted? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. <laughs> I hope. I, I just my my hope is that it doesn't do like a squish when I bite in. I have to imagine these things are like fried, right? So they're basically frying them and they're putting salt and vinegar on it. I have to imagine yeah. if if there's a squish, it smells like a Lay's potato chip. Say, oh, yes. If there's you, a squish, you want to you pick mine, I'll pick yours. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, just, yeah, just, just pour it out. Okay. I got oh, one. you got the small one. I got a small one. Cameron, get over here. You got a little tiny guy. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. That one's mine. Wave to the camera, With Cameron. No if you've never seen our camera guy, he's so, he's the coolest granola guy you've ever met in your since life. Since Cameron's <laughs> eight one, before, I'm gonna give him a a big one. All right, boys. Yeah, we talked about Cameron. Like, oh, dude, I've eaten. Oh, look at him. Wow, you're supposed to eat it with us. I'm I hate you, man. Tail. <laughs> yeah. How is it? Does it taste like a lace? Yeah. Yeah. Cheers, my dude. Cheers. Yeah. Crickets. Yeah. Cheers, are crickets. Oh, I just lost my tail of my cricket. Yeah, there we go. All All right. Right. Down the hatch. Down the hatch. Hmm. Kind of tastes like a sunflower seed. It's like, yeah, it's like a sunflower seed and chicken skin mixed together. Like a sunflower seed shell, but if it doesn't make your poop hurt later. Yeah, not bad. Kind of, yeah. That really is like a, a, sunflower, a sunflower seed, seed shell. shell. Yeah. yeah. You want another? I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And on that note, <laughs> in my uh, my my grand tour, on that bombshell, yeah, on that bomb <laughs> back shell. to you in the studio. Yeah. <laughs> but no, we're just ending up. <laughs> Thank you for listening, tuning in. Make sure to check us out next time on iTunes, yeah. SoundCloud, Google Play. I've got crickets in my mouth, and I want to drink uh, some cricket. more barley juice here. So thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. <laughs> see you.